welcome back to another episode of Let's Fix This Shit. I'm your host, Kim Jones, and today we have a super special episode. Um, We'll be talking about, you know, sexuality and shit. Like, after being a parent, after having some kids, you know, whether you're a guy or a girl, mostly this is for my girls, though, I ain't gonna lie. Um... I want to talk about how do you express yourself sexually? How do you feel? Like, how how do you get into that? How do you get your Stella on? Okay, for y'all young ones, I don't know if you know who that is, but we just going to keep it moving. Okay, so we have on um, my really good friend, Nikita. Thank you so much for being on with me. Thank you so much for the invite. It's good to be here. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do. All right, so current career and yeah, sorry. <laughs> currently, um, in the military, I'm a military training instructor. So I prep civilians to become military minded, conditioning to learn how to do all militant stuff. And besides that, I am a certified personal trainer. I don't work on the personal training piece as much because of my military job but it is my passion so it's what kind of allows me to not lose my shit with my military job Uh, and I have a lot of other certifications that assist with the personal training but other than that I am still in school and that's trash but we we, we ain't gonna talk about that that's trash and, and the most important thing, you're a mom of a little boy. And how old is he? He is four. He will be five next month in a month. Oh, my gosh. That seems crazy. It just seems like he was a baby, like, not too long ago. He was. And now you're right. It does feel like that. It feels like he just left his babyhood. That's crazy. So I just want to ask a little bit. So military training instructor. So what? If we, you know, for the people that just don't know, if we're watching a movie, who are you? Are you like that person yelling in people's faces? Uh, I am major pain in major pain. Girl, (laughs) this sweet voice cannot be major pain. Oh, yes. And I'm going to actually, you know, if it's okay with you, I'm going to put your picture as this this week's episode's icon so people can see you and... um, um, also link your Instagram also so they can just follow you if they want to um, and just see the beautiful woman that you are. Oh, thank you. Yes, that's fine. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, so tell me, how do you, with all of that going on, how do you find time for yourself? Oh my goodness. It's so much time management. It's so much planning that you have to do. So my current job is so you have to, have to, have to stay on a schedule. They're very strict about if you miss this, you do that, then you got to answer to somebody. You're getting held accountable. So what I've learned in my personal life is that that's kind of carried over. But I hate having to plan in my personal life because it's so much planning in my professional life. Mm. But I do make sure that when I'm kind of off balance, off center, that I prioritize myself like something for me specifically. And what would that, like, entail? What does something for you look like, sound like? What is that? Lately, my business has been something for me that I've been prioritizing because it does bring in more income. And that's always, I don't care what nobody say, money is the key to happiness. 
people Period. that got it just they not spending it right. That's that has to be the problem. Has to be. So that has been the forefront as of late. Um, and in doing so, it's opened up doors for other things like me being able to work out because I'm not able to as much as I used to. But now that I'm working on my business and I'm ma- I'm planning things and I'm trying to make stuff happen, if I'm going to be the billboard, the walking billboard for my business, then I kind of got to work out. So it's causing me to make me put myself first. Got you. That makes sense. That really does. I do think that's important as um when I, when I was doing personal training, I thought that was like the major thing. Sometimes I would feel insecure about it. Um, but, you know, you got to be the product that you're selling. It's like going somewhere to buy something and they're like, mm, you know, this thing is I. You're like, all right, well, I don't want it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you got you to gotta be on point. Okay, that makes sense. So I do see that you travel a lot. So tell me about that. Is that personal? Is that work? Or do you kind of make it both? It is so personal. It is so personal. I, the job, again, because you do so much, it's so demanding, you have to take a step back. I literally live a double life. I thought I lived a double life because I was military and then I had my civilian life going on, but I completely live a double life with this job specifically because you have to know how to turn it on and turn it off. And you can get so emotionally involved because you're dealing with people, different types of people. And different personalities and you're their main source of anything to the outside world so if they have personal problems going on they have to come to you they have to talk to you about it because they need you to give them a phone caller they need an answer from you so you're carrying all of that and so when you come home and you have to deal with your personal it's like well, let me let me figure out something and that something has been traveling as of recently and i i enjoy it so much as a matter of fact, my son, for his fifth birthday, I'm trying to plan a trip to Disney. I was researching Disneyland versus Disney World, and I think we're going, we're going to Florida. We're going to go to Disney World. And I do see that you travel a lot with your son, and that's so amazing. So just tell us about that, because I do hear a lot, you know, people who want to do stuff, and they're just like, you know, I don't have a sitter. I don't have, you know, someone to take my kids. So explain how you travel, and, you know, you're able to enjoy yourself with having your son there. A lot of it I will give my son credit for because he's not, he's an easygoing type of person. He's shy at first. He, it takes him a while to warm up, but you just got to make him feel comfortable. And then I don't necessarily have to worry about him acting up or having to discipline him in public and be embarrassed and things of that nature. So I feel like a lot of that really does depend on the child. Um, but it's also about the environment that you create for them, for them to want to do things like that and not get crazy. Another thing I will say is a lot of times if Daniel can't go, which is my son, if he can't go, I'm not going. And that's really because, again, my job takes me away from him for most of the day. I work 12-hour shifts sometimes, and I barely get to see him. So I'm trying to find things that me and him can do together the only this year the only trip he didn't take with me was when I went on my birthday trip to Hawaii and it's because it was my birthday trip that's it every other place we went to he's been my rider and it's really because he's he's a good rider die he be ride (laughs) I think that makes sense because like my kids are a little bit older um 
but if you you know set that standard and you set that you know like hey we're going to do these things and we're going to enjoy it. like if you enjoy your children the mm-hmm. experience becomes uh, such a different experience versus oh, I got to take my kids along they feel like a burden you feel annoyed but when you're enjoying their company enjoying being around them it makes such a difference in the experience I like that you said that. I like that you said you have to enjoy your children because that that is powerful. That is so true. You have to because if you do treat them like a responsibility, like, oh, yeah, they're, I had them. Now I got to take care of them. Then, yes, it's, you're not going to want to bring them. I really do like that you said that. I'm going to write that one down. You have to enjoy your children. You do. You really do. You have to, like, like witness them and not who you want them to be, but who they are. And I think mm-hmm. for me, experiencing that is just, it, it gives me so much joy. Like, my daughter, she's so creative, but she's laid back. My son, he's goofy and he's loud. and But he just, <laughs> he will just have fun in every situation. And I love that. I love witnessing who they are as people. Um Anywho, we're, we're getting off a little bit of But anyways, so after you had your son, let's get into this nitty gritty, okay? After okay. you had your son, did you feel insecure about your body? Like, explain that to me. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Most definitely. So after I had my son, I did, I knew instantly that I did not want to become one of those baby mamas that always just look like they stayed pregnant after the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So, look, I said, no, I'm not going to do that, which is when I said, you know, now is the perfect time for me to compete. Why not? Because I'm already starting from ground zero. Um, Beforehand, before I got pregnant, I wanted to. My goal was really just to get abs. And then on my journey to get abs, I realized the reason I wasn't getting abs is because I was pregnant. So Mm -hmm. afterwards, that is when I reached out to you. Because I was like, I want to do this. This is something that needs to happen for me because I do love working out. I do love myself, but I need to, I felt at that time, the insecurity was, it needs to look like I love myself. Gotcha. And and by compete, we're, we're talking about competing in um, bodybuilding competition just for those. And not like, if you've never seen one, it's not like super, every time someone's like, oh, you pose and they'll put their biceps up. I'm like, <laughs> there are so many different, areas of bodybuilding but um Nikita competed in the most feminine the most sexy which is bikini Um, so just giving um just kind of background and FYI when we say compete that's what she's talking about so okay I'm sorry so you wanted to feel like you look so explain that a little bit so what does looking like you love yourself look like so to me, that whole category of bikini that you were just explaining is what I felt it should look like. That was back then. That was my mindset. That was how I should have looked. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was what I was aiming for. That was my body goal. Gotcha. So after you competed or during the, you know, the competition prep, how, how were you feeling per se? During it, I felt crazy. But not until the end, because I knew I just had a goal to get to that I wanted to accomplish. And, you know, when you're actually just like going through something, you don't realize how much of a monster in a way, I guess you could say you become until you've done it and you look back. Because right now I do realize that I was kind of crazy, like six months postpartum competing in my very first bodybuilding competition. Like, who the hell did I think I was? 
<laughs> yeah, it had to be. Because now, you know, I don't I don't have um I guess I don't have the same eyes stacked up against me. Like there's I don't have the same will to want to do that. And I also okay. believe it's because my image of what I should look like and where my confidence level is now, where I don't feel like I have to do that to prove anything to myself or anybody else. I love that. That was my next question. Just like after you got to the the stage weight, did that at that time give you the confidence or give you the, what you were looking for? It did. So when I did reach my stage weight, it did give me all the confidence that I needed um, but like you said as well, it really depends on game day, who shows up and what they look like when they get there, which is why I believe in the bodybuilding world, there's always going to be this complex of I could do more, I could be better, which is what keeps people doing the competition, which could be good or could be bad. For me, it was bad because now I'm going to forever chase this specific body goal and I'm going to want to perfect it but no matter how hard I work again it's about who shows up that day and what they look like because that's what I'm going to be judged against mm-hmm. that's when I was like mm, girl we gotta we gotta do a little change we gotta work on something on the inside because the outside if that's what they're looking for and that's what it's always going to be like it's cool if you sign up for it and you do it but is you trying to continue to do that? And I wasn't. I was not. Right. And it's actually one of the main reasons why I stopped uh, training specifically mm. for bodybuilding shows because all of the girls that I was training, and I think I only trained four or five, and it's not like there was a slew of them, mm-hmm. but most of them had such... Um, you know, body dysmorphia afterwards, um, where they were trying to hit this, you know, unrealistic goal of stage weight or getting smaller, or comparing themselves to these women who had been competing for years and years and years had never had kids who never had weight issues, you know, and it was just like, the the counseling through that was just, it, it was like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Not for myself, not for anyone else. So that's really awesome that you said that because that that can take such a toll on your mental health. Yes, I agree. I definitely agree. So now that let's fast forward a little bit. So how do you feel about body image now? Like what is what is feeling or what is looking like you love yourself look like now? Me now in my body goal of what I think um it should look like for me to love myself is exactly how I look because I'm not, I have like a goal that keeps me going to the gym, but it's not specifically a body goal per se. I don't want to look a certain way that so much so that I'm just working hard. Like, man, I have to go to the gym at least five times a week so that I can get to this goal. And I want to get to this goal by this time frame. It's just a, me now. I just need to show up for myself every day and be consistent in something in some way, shape or form, whether it is fitness or not. It needs to be some type of a level of me putting myself first and being consistent with it. That's that's how I know that I I, I like where I am mentally and physically, because mentally it's going to show outwardly. 
Uh, I, I love this. And this is kind of like, I don't know. I mean, this is about sexuality and express, maybe we're going to put it like just finding yourself after, after having a kid instead mm-hmm. of sexuality. But I mean, um, we can get sexual too. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get, we don't ask those questions. Um, but I made a, like a small little video the other day because I used to chase like building glutes like so crazy. Like I just wanted to build my glutes out because glutes aren't natural for me, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually injured myself so many times, um, overloading and just not listening to people who or listening to people who didn't really know what they were talking about as far mm-hmm. as what builds what and, and how to build that. And now I am the most happiest with my body and I feel like, you know, it is in in proportion to whatever I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, I want my booty to be round, but I'm just over chasing that dream of, you know, really beating my body to shit in yes. order to meet this standard of beauty or sexiness that other people have set for me. Mm-hmm. so I love that you're saying showing up for yourself is how you can tell you love yourself and that's what it looks like like you know drinking my water drinking my kombucha you know mm-hmm. making sure making sure my girl is right you know what I mean like that those are things on what's important to me I go to the gym sometimes I walk for 20 minutes I'm like yes. you're so fine you're so sexy <laughs> thank you baby you know I thank my body thank you for getting us through this you know yes um so that's awesome I love to hear that so all right let's get into this so um a lot of this is just what I see from you that's why I was so interested in having you on I see that you cut your hair off sometimes I see oh my god damn she fine okay so <laughs> Tell us a little bit about, do you, or have you struggled with, you know, finding you, being your sexy you, you know, and being a mom? Like, did you have to separate that? How did that work for you? Yes. Separation of finding myself and being a mother, living in motherhood, and also trying to discover myself is, yeah, Definitely still on the road to trying to discover the type of mother I want to be. Again, I have an idea. I will say that it was more difficult um, because I did have, at the very beginning of my son's life, three months he was born, my mom moved with me to help me take care of him. And then at nine months, she passed away. So it was difficult trying to be a mother without having mentorship from a mother. So it was at that point that I was like, damn, I really got to figure this shit out myself. I need to like, I know it's not like a manual and I know every child is different. It's case by case basis. And you know, everybody's like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Um, Yeah, no, y'all ain't got no spark notes or nothing because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And some days I question my decisions still like was that a smart decision? Was that a good idea for me to do? But at the end of the day, you just got to, whatever you decided, you got to roll with it. You got to act like this was the plan all along and continue to wing it and then think of something else. And in doing so, um, because I kind of have an idea of the type of mother I want to be, it has allowed me to find myself. But I had to find myself first in order to set that boundary of this is the type of mom that your son needs. So you have to tailor what you got going on to that. 
So explain that a little bit more, like how, what it, what type of mom does your son need? Like, is it like authentic, like being herself? Like, how did you find that? Like, explain that a little bit. So my, I've learned that my, the type of mother that my son needs is because I am playing both mom and dad at this point. Um, his dad is here. Um, like he's alive. Let me say that he's around ish. He'll pop up every now and then, but it's never consistent. It's not, it's not what Daniel needs that I will say that. So I have to be the disciplinarian and I have to be the lover and I have to make sure, and being a lover is just not my thing. Like, I can already tell my son's love language is number one, it's going to be physical touch. Physical touch is my last love language. Ooh, okay. It's my last one. That's so, my son's also. That's crazy. I, but I don't understand what it is. It's like all my partners, their first love language is physical touch. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to be rough because I don't even... <laughs> Like, so yes, like just give me my space, give me fifty feet. Mm-hmm. So knowing how my son operates, like his personality, I'm making sure that I'm trying to provide him everything that I can for him for his growth and development. So he's not socially awkward. So he's not. So he is able to pick up on certain cues from other people. He is able to, whenever the time comes, like understand what consent is and what no meaning. It actually, it means no, don't move forward. Do not pass, go and collect $200. I said no. Like, I, I have to make sure, because I also feel like I'm a modern mom as well, because I know growing up for me, uh, religion was pushed on me, and I'm not doing that with my son, because I'm not even religious right now anymore. So I, I feel like everything that's happening to me is a cause and effect for him, mm-hmm. which is how I'm tailoring kind of his upbringing to match me in a way okay and we hit we hit on so many things there so I really love that setting boundaries letting your children know that it's okay to have boundaries but setting them with them is so important because I don't know about you but definitely me and a lot of people that I talk to we weren't allowed to have boundaries and being adults it's you know you kind of wonder especially women you wonder like damn like why is it so hard for me to choose myself or to Mm -hmm. say no and it's because you weren't allowed to like I wasn't allowed to you know like you aren't allowed to close your door you're not allowed to have your own thoughts you weren't allowed to express yourself I wasn't even allowed to dress myself I was like I hate this shit I hate (laughs) this skirt you know like uh. so it's so I love that it's so important I I make sure that I'm doing my best. Now, I do have my balance with my children. Like, I have a 14-year-old daughter, and one time she came downstairs, and she had just a little bit too much boobies out. And not that I am a cover yourself because of, you know, yep. Ben, but we still live in a society where that exists. Like, I can't be unrealistic. Um, and she's, like, super feminist. Like, why do I have to cover my skin because of these boobies? <laughs> I was like, I agree with you. But we ain't there yet, sis. Right. Okay, so go ahead and change that shirt. Okay, thank baby you. Baby steps, baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. Like setting boundaries and letting your kids know that it's okay um, to have boundaries. And hey, we're going to, you know, draw the line with these boundaries and we're going to stand firm on them. I love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. And I don't raise my children to be religious. I raise my children just to be good people, to have mm-hmm. integrity, to be yep. kind, but not nice to not, you know, be manipulative. Um, 
and do what they want to do and express themselves um, how they want to express themselves. So I love that. Um, so when you separated that, you're you're being the best for, you know, for Daniel. And how did you like, like, was it a process? Like, how did you, because a lot, what I hear from moms is that they feel they don't know how to be sexy because they feel judged. Like, mm. you should be this mom. You should look this way. You should sound this way. They don't know how to express themselves because they have children now. So tell us how you do that or how you overcame that or how you deal with that. Mm. Okay, this is a good one. Because as you were talking, I was thinking about when when did I feel my lowest um, as a mother? And I want to say I felt my lowest as a mother as far as confidence, as far as what I, what I could do for my child was during my pregnancy while I was pregnant. I had a high-risk pregnancy, so I had um, gestational diabetes, which is just pre-diabetes, pretty much, meaning that you got diabetes while you're pregnant. Once you had a baby, you don't got diabetes anymore, but because it's genetic, if you don't take care of yourself later on, as you age, you can get diabetes. So I had to go on bed rest. Oh, and I also had went into preterm labor twice with him, so he tried to come early twice. And doing so, you know, I started getting down on myself and on my body. Like, why is my body trying to reject my baby? What is going on? And then I also didn't have the support that I needed from my son's father. Because of that, I was like, oh, my body is, like, betraying me. Not only that, my at the time, he was my boyfriend. My boyfriend doesn't even want me. He's not trying to be here. So it has to be me. It has to be me. Mm-hmm. So I completely lost myself in that pregnancy, which is why I was trying to plan my way like dig a way out like what what can I do to make myself get myself back to bring me back to me which is when I sought out competing after I had my son because I'm like wow my body really hates me and I don't understand why we just did something amazing but it didn't want to do it on the timelines that it was told to because he was supposed to be born like December 18th he came November 25th so I was like wow I can't even carry a child full term I'm I was very grateful in the fact that I was able to to carry a child. So I was like, all right, we did something. We did something great. But what is it? What is it that's going on that I I can't do what a real mother would do? Mm. So now with the – I also had a C-section, and I'm not big on those. Like, oh, you have to let the baby come with the vaginal canal or else you didn't really deliver the baby. No, mm -mm. I had that baby. I grew that baby. I'm I'm a mom. That baby came out of me, so we good. Right. But when because I was so low in that, I was like, I don't ever want to feel this feeling ever again. And it was after I realized that, you know, when me and his father, my son's father, grew apart, it was because, you know, when I became a mom, he just didn't become a dad. And I realized I had to do it by myself because I had to, I knew that I would be the full-time parent. He was going to be doing whatever it is he was doing. I can't not be happy for my child. Mm-hmm. I can't not do that. I have to. I have to be happy for him and for myself. So at first I was like, you know what? We're going to fake it till we make it. We're going to figure some shit out, see what sticks. That did in a way work because in doing so, I found out what I absolutely hated, what I absolutely didn't want to do. <laughs> And so then I was like, you know what? We just, yeah, let's let's stick with what we like. Mm-hmm. And then I started 
fine-tuning some things about myself. I started dressing up more. I started, because social media was, it still is, like a, a major influence. I started following certain pages, like certain celebrities that had good fashion sense. Um, because I was like, mm, my my wardrobe could use an upgrade. That, that'll make me feel a little bit better about myself. Mm-hmm. So I just started doing like little stuff, little stuff every now and then. Um, every workout afterwards, I'm just like, yeah, girl, you won't work out closer to getting finer. Here we go. Don't forget to show up for yourself sometime else this week. So since then, it's really been changing my mindset. So now sexy to me is my everyday outfit, going to bed, T-shirt and panties. Mm-hmm. And if you if you can be good with that, then you good. But sexy overall, you have to, you don't got to be in heels. Sexy is a mindset. Sexy is your attitude towards yourself. Because you, everybody is sexy to somebody. Mm-hmm. And you could just be your regular, normal Joe Schmo self. You don't even have to put on, you don't got to, oh, like you had said, so the hair situation, originally, I cut my hair off for the job, everything for the job, conforming, that's what we do, because I knew I wasn't going to have time to take, I'm natural, I'm natural before I came here to my new job, so I was like, I ain't going to have time to take care of it, I ain't going to want to do a bun all the time, you know what, and it's going to be hot, I'm going to be outside with this natural hair and me trying to get buns and I keep straightaways and we supposed to be a professional image of what they should aspire to be. I said, Nope, that's not going to work. Cause now I got to dedicate more time to hair. I just like cut it off. We're going to cut it off. So yeah. I cut it off. And mm-hmm. then I, I, my idea of what professionalism looks like with short hair, um, meant also having a perm. So I cut my six years of being natural to going back to getting chemicals in my hair so I could straighten it out more. And then I was like, well, this ain't going to work because, girl, you forgot that it's summer most of the time here in Texas. And you're going to sweat out when you're teaching drill lessons, when you're out there in the sun burning up. So I was like, mm, all right, well. And then it was some maintenance. It wasn't as much maintenance as having a head full of hair, but it still required some maintenance to get it to how it needs to be. So I was like, yeah, this ain't gonna work either. Then I said, you know what? Let's just cut it all off. Let's cut it all off and we're just gonna go natural. We're not gonna get a perm. We're just gonna get some products to figure out what brings out the curls. And that has been very low maintenance and that is when I felt my sexiest because at first I was scared to get like my my size tapered. I was like, ooh, I'm a little too much like a boy. I don't want to do that. I want to keep some of my feminism and get the baby hair circulating. And then after a while, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. What is, what is that? What is, why am I? Who Who are you? Why are you making these type of decisions and putting this type of pressure on yourself? Just do it and see. So since then, I feel like me not having hair, it's me revealing myself, my real true self. And it's been causing me to feel very sexy. And now I'm just like, man, my barber, my $40 haircuts because COVID. Because what no damn haircuts $40 before Ooh. COVID hit. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, I just got to spend it every two weeks. But times two, because every time I get my haircut, so I got to get his haircut too. And it's like, 
it's not the same as, you know, going to a beauty salon where you're sitting there for hours, you're talking, you getting conversation, vent sessions. It's real quick, simple, and I can get back to doing what it is I need to do for me. And I'm like, all right, I can deal with this. This is this is not bad. Okay. Have you, do you ever receive, like, backlash for expressing yourself the way that you want to with having a child? Or, or do you experience that at all? I haven't yet. I will say I haven't yet. And if there has been, I haven't seen it or it hasn't been brought to my attention. But I also attract, try to, I give out positive so I can attract positive. Mm-hmm. Because I, I want people to know that there is more than one way. Like I always say, um, what the best mommy-son duo that you know. And it's not it's not ever to brag or to be like, we the best out here doing it, blah, blah, blah. No, it's just that me and Daniel is focused on me and Daniel. So we really do feel that way. We really feel like we the best out here. We want you to come compete. Show us that you you can, you're also the best. Because then that'll mean that you're actually doing something for you and your family, you and your son, or you and your daughter, whatever it is you got going on. That means you're making a conscious effort. And it's not just for social media. It's for you in real life. I I, I really like that. Something I I would tell people that's important to me that I started doing is truly being who I am with my children, whether that be, you know, quote unquote inappropriate or just, you know, making bad jokes. I talk how I want to talk around them. I dress how I want to dress around them. For the fact that I want them to see that their mother is expressing herself however the fuck she feels like it because I want them to express themselves however they feel like it. So I think a big part of it when I hear that with with people or with with women specifically saying, well, I don't want to be judged and it's because you're judging yourself Mm -hmm. because you're projecting that on yourself because a lot of the times a lot of people are only thinking about themselves you know like they're not they're in their their heads about themselves they're not thinking they're not just waiting for you to open the door and come out and be like oh what she got on Mm. what she dressed like (laughs) how hot her titties are today you know what I mean like they ain't concerned about it when I see somebody you know like yourself as a person who I am when I see somebody like you um expressing themselves like looking five like yes like yeah like heart 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 kiss fire 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 you know what I mean like that shit it just makes me feel so excited because I just feel the love and the 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 energy and I think that's important that you say that you give positivity so so you attract positivity so anyone if there's anyone listening if you're getting haters or backlash or judgment from specifically women because Mm. men we ain't gonna talk about them men just (laughs) but specifically women um I was having this conversation with someone else but she doesn't have children it's that you get that backlash from women who are not authentically expressing themselves Mm. who are upset at themselves because they're not showing up for for them they're not, you know, they, they, and not saying every woman wants to look and feel whatever, but every woman wants to, um, let me say this. There are the five women of the female archetype. And one of them is the whore. One of them is mm-hmm. the maiden. One of them is the crone. And the other two we ain't going to talk about. But <laughs> we all show up wise. You know, we all have that in us. We all have our sexiness. We all have that innocence. But we are all of that. 
we are not just one or the other and we've been demonized and if you have someone in your life that's telling you not to express yourself or you're to this or you're to that or a mom shouldn't mm -mm, throw that person away yes throw them in the trash like that's not you know express yourself and you have to be able to love yourself at your core like Nikki said like I it's so crazy because I cut my hair off last November and I was when she spun me around the chair I was like damn who's that sexy <laughs> like I didn't even think I could get finer but yes shit, you know but it has to do with accepting yourself the way that you are you know um yes I read that your soul before finding your body or as it as it comes into your body thinks that your body is the most beautiful body mm. so if your soul thinks that you are the most beautiful body then you need to think that you are the most beautiful body as you are. game changer i like that 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 woke something up in me you speaking to my soul then right. your soul your soul was like damn that's a fine body okay let me get up in here you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah let me park <laughs> if your soul thinks you are fine then go ahead. I think that so much we're so pressured by society to be thin, to be this, to be that, to be wholesome, to be a good girls or to be whatever. And it's just like, be whoever <laughs> you want to be and yes. love her and show up for her consistently. I like that. Mm-hmm. So before we leave, what is one piece of advice that you would like to give our listeners out there and trying and who are struggling being their authentic selves or are struggling finding themselves as being a parent Mm. Hmm. the struggle to finding yourself and being a parent let's see the best advice I can give because from personal experience it's worked is to be present be present allow yourself to feel what it is that you're feeling because we're conditioned to believe that if it's not working out in our favor, we're failing when we're actually flying and because you're, you're flying feels like failing when in actuality you're elevating and you can't elevate if you don't move up, if you don't move period. So your elevation is you flying, but we're so conditioned to thinking that we're failing that we get down on ourselves and now we're upset and we can't we don't want to do anything with our children we just want to soak and revel in that no feel what you feel but be present let that feeling take its little second you take your five minutes you need to and then go be present go be present I love that Thank you so much, Nikki, for being on. Um, It was a pleasure. Absolutely great, great episode. Um, And I hope to have you on soon. So thank you again. Yes, thank you for having me. This was fun. (laughs) All right, guys. Love you so much. And thank you for listening.